2: Thank you for listening to the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Call yourselves Title Town? Are you kidding me? That's fraud.
3: Uh, it feels like a gray area.
2: Spoiler alert: Canada Cup's coming back to the U.S. of A. There's way too much negative stigma
3: attached. The strippers
5: i i hate you guys so much my dog just shit his ass what is going on everybody it is wednesday night that means it is time for another edition of craft brood sports i am mike with me as always is scott scott how we feeling tonight man fuck the mets same as always I, I saw a clip from the game where it was the dude that's got the same song that Edwin Diaz comes out to. Yeah, well, turns, didn't
2: I tell you that two weeks ago? And, like, no, no, no,
5: but but the Mets announcing team was like talking about how he's got the same. He's like, if that walk-up music sounds familiar. Uh, it's the same music that Edwin Diaz no. used. And honestly, he just shouldn't use it. Like this is just. Oh, ridiculous.
2: yeah. And fans are butthurt too. As if there's never been a, a Latin song used by more than one Latin player in major league baseball for an entrance theme or walk-up music at any given time like edwin diaz who they've been trying to ship out for two years now finally gets his shit together and they're like oh that's his song william Contreras can't come out to that fuck off
5: (laughs) Mets fans are the worst oh so that's how scott's doing tonight mookie how you feeling man
3: Uh I'll feel a little bit better in a couple days here. Uh it was tough this weekend. I didn't realize that they took a break between the regional playoffs and then like actually playing in Williamsport. And it's uh it's fucking with me a little bit, but you thought thought the ten to
5: twelve year old kids just played one week in their hometown and then like Tuesday they were in Williamsport, like ready to go.
3: You know, honestly, (laughs) I never really put any thought into it whatsoever until I woke up, checked sportsbetting.ag and did not see any Little League World Series lines out for that day, and uh, then I had to do some research, and turns out there's a whole week of travel to get to Pennsylvania. I mean, I get it. It's a really far away place, but uh, (laughs) still, it was a disappointment, man.
5: I love the idea of like the Hawaii team winning their regional on Saturday. And then it's like, well, you guys got a game on Monday. You better step it up, fellas. And they got to go all the way to PA. Uh, and Mookie's like, oh, this is going to affect the line. This, this uh, yeah, dude. like, are you
3: kidding me? Like, there's no way that that pitcher is getting good rest after throwing those 85 pitches. If he's got to fly, you know, Cali to, to friggin', uh, you know, Scranton overnight, not a red eye. Man, if
2: only the NCAA ran Little League Baseball because they care
3: about the children. Oh my God, they care so much. (laughs) You know, I will say this, though, and I, I think I put it in the text, but shout out Todd Frazier. I got to give him credit, man. I've actually really enjoyed listening to him on those broadcasts, uh, especially the one the one game that, that the audio went out for the actual play by play announcer and Todd Frazier, who I'm pretty sure are chilling somewhere in like Cincinnati, like he's at home broadcasting these games. Todd Frazier all of a sudden has to step up and try to like call play by play on the fly. And he did a solid job like, you know, props to him man. he's holding it down.
5: Well, he's a he's a veteran Little League World Series veteran. uh, Did you know he is the only
3: multiple All Star electee and Little League World Series champion?
5: Yeah, I've heard that a time or two. Once or twice. Never heard that once during uh, Cincinnati his time in Cincinnati. (laughs) Never have I ever. Caesar is also here. Uh, funny story for Caesar. So, my brother texted me earlier this week and he said, Hey, I want to let you know, I listen to the podcast on iHeartRadio. He goes, I just listened to your show and this other show. And the other show that I listen to every single commercial break, it's just regular commercials, like nothing out of the ordinary. For your show, it's literally nothing but Spanish language commercials. I think it's yes. of Caesar.
6: <laughs> yes. Caesar, what's going on, man?
5: Saludos
7: a mi Gente.
5: <laughs> yeah, what he said.
7: <laughs> Woo! Uh,
5: I, I love I loved it, man. I was like, "Yep, that's probably exactly why." They were yeah, like, man. "Oh, there's somebody named Caesar on this show. Let's uh dial up the Spanish uh, commercial." That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm
7: chilling. I'm doing all right. Uh, shout out the the Little League softball world champions from Hewitt,
3: Texas. Oh so, yeah, that's right. I put money on yeah. them girls too. They they yeah. did generate Oh my god, equal opportunity better here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. them girls can play ball. Let's cheer them all on. Let's
7: acknowledge
2: yep. that the stash is gone, folks. I know.
5: R.I.P. That was a. I was gonna say. Uh,
2: I'm stash. not
7: a dick writer. I don't suck. Di- I don't dick suck
5: like that. At it, boy. Eight ten to eight ten. R.I.P. Caesar. <laughs> <Stash>. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is this?
3: <laughs> He's gonna love that beer by the end of the night. I'm gonna tell you that right now.
5: All right, this is uh, already off to an awesome start. Robert said, "I'm here. Acknowledge me. Uh, consider me, yourself acknowledged." Matt Stanton pointing out these are rich kids in the Little League World Series. So, yes, that's not a problem at all for them to do that. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's talk about these beers. we got an awesome show tonight. we got a, a guest stopping in here in a little bit, uh, an author with a new book coming out all about spying in the NFL. I cannot wait to get into some of the details on that one, find out just who the dirty, rotten cheaters are. If we got time, we're going to uh, talk a little college football news that came out. Just before the show start, in a twist of fate, normally that happens right after we stop recording, and instead this one broke right before. So we'll talk about that, uh, and then Scott, I feel like we got to talk about this Tatis story that that. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, 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 Ringworm Gate.
2: <laughs> yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before that, though, let's talk about these beers that we're drinking, and we'll give them the scale as always. Would you bang your beers, Scott? What is in your mug this week? Please tell me you actually have a regular. <laughs> A beer and not what you've done slept into this show. What is in your mug and would you bang it?
2: Well, I am no longer dumpster diving, baby. I've stepped Woo! my game up and it is tis the season, baby! It's pumpkin <laughs> season. God. It's back. I have Mad Tree's pump can tonight, a 7.9% local <laughs> brew with all the pumpkin pumpkiny goodness you could ever ask for of course I'd fuck this beer because it's a pumpkin beer and like stout season,
5: this shit never ends, baby. I saw Pumpkin when I went to the store earlier this week and I was so tempted. I was so oh,
2: I was tempted. I saw it and I'm like, well, this was the quickest trip I ever made to get here. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I do have to say, Scott, you would be proud. We have our first uh, two four-packs of Pumpkin sitting down here ready to go for the season. That a,
2: boy, that we were a Alex, boy,
5: Alex went to the store, and she saw it and picked up two, and I was like, this is why I married you. This is exactly why right here. I
2: actually, they they were sitting there, but my, my thing was, I was like, "Man, these beers are all expensive. I'll get Pumpkin next week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your boy your boy has to space
5: out these expensive <laughs> beers. <laughs> understandable, understandable. Mookie, what's in your mug tonight? Would you bang it?
3: I hate you guys so much because I went in the fridge to grab a beer for the show tonight. And based on like the can decoration and like the little like words you see on it, discover like describing the taste and flavor of everything, I got real excited. And then I looked and it was a fucking stout. So I was like, nope, putting that Ah, shit back.
6: No, putting that shit back. You bailed on stout season. Oh,
3: I definitely bailed on stout season. I instead am drinking, uh, from Crystal Springs Brewing Company, uh, Well, I don't know. It doesn't have a name. Oh, I'm just kidding. Blood Orange Kolsch, German style ale with Blood Orange, 4.9%. It's solid. It's all right. Um, I would bang it in the sense that, like, you know, when you you go on that double theater, you're flying as the wingman for your buddy, you're just kind of there to take one for the team. And you're like, ah, it's not, it is what it is. You know, I'll have a good meal out of it. Maybe we'll have some laughs while those two go do their thing. And then I'll I'll go home and sleep it off just like everything else. So, uh, yeah, it's all right. It's okay. Uh, I'd still be rubbing it out afterwards, but.
5: It's fine. Robert, with the correct take, every season is stout season, you heathens. And Matt's saying, I'm <laughs> the
6: fucking on stout. Season.
5: It is always stout season, Mookie. If
3: you feel good about other idiots buying into your idiotic take, I mean, good. I guess,
5: congratulations. Good for you. <laughs> All right, good deal. Caesar, what do you got in your mug tonight?
7: So, this is the beer. It kind of reminds me why I don't like beers, but it's. <laughs> so, I saw him- Soy son Dog. Oh, I'm, I probably said it in Hispanic accent for no reason. It's Soy son Doug, Dog, a Belgian style farmhouse <laughs> ale. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought c- you said dogs. So. I thought he said dogs. No, dog. but I got it. Because it, it has a dog on the can. That's fucking hard. <laughs> and you got like a little beret on.
2: But apparently the
7: beer's not very good because
2: you oh, drink no, it. Oh, no, it's and- not. Nah. nah. I tried drinking and I was like, what
7: the fuck is this? But it's 7.6 alki, so I mean, fuck it. We're okay.
5: <laughs>
2: I
7: we love being like
5: a true. Champion. I love Caesar's beer takes. I'm just like, eh, it's got alcohol in it, so I'm <laughs> Uh Gabe in the comments drinking Strawberry Field of Dreams Weed Ale by Pontoon Brewing. What? Since then ABV wouldn't bang. Well, oh, I mean, yeah, well,
2: that's disappointing because Gabe sent us, tagged us on Facebook before the show started, and I was excited to hear about that one. That's that's a bummer. It's
5: a weed Ale, man, I get it. Uh, Robert Taylor uh, coming yeah. in with his Kings Brewing Sidewinders Fangs, a seven percent ABV Frosé. Brewed with blood orange, passion fruit, lime, and rum staves. My goodness gracious. This What's a rose? say? So blood oranges, just normal oranges. <laughs> and then look at Jared drinking a Sierra Nevada atomic <laughs> torpedo, 8.2%. It's 19 and a half ounces. It's an IPA. He says it's a booty call. I'm not ashamed of whatever. Solid uh, bag. And then our boy Tank. He's got other halves double citrus daydream. DDH Dipa, eight and a half percent. Uh man, you guys in the comments are always drinking uh, the great beers, except for Scott. Scott who, coming uh, through, uh, baby.
3: Yeah,
2: he's I drinking.
3: Oh, that's a solid that's a solid brew right there, though. That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's pulling a Scott, which which is would... Scott, pulling a cell se- pulling a yourself or pulling a me.
3: I look all I'm gonna say is I feel like that kind of gets like partial credit at being a crap beer, cause you cannot get that shit down here in southern Ohio and I wish it was much more accessible
5: that's a good point when you're up there in michigan uh you get all those canadian beers. oh my god that. it's brilliant uh, most in triple
3: x this, week, this oh. week
5: i am drinking uh amber's lager from irwin brewing in crested but uh great head on this beer this beer has just solid head uh, uh really good one i i would really crush this one. Uh, all right let us know in the comments what you're drinking and uh uh, give it the scale as always would you bang your beer
8: Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year I was
4: only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true
8: Chumba Casino is America's number 1 social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life changing amounts of cash be like Mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.
4: Hi, I'm Maria.
8: And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team ready. Ready.
4: Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready.
1: It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible.
4: Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather.
1: Be ready for anything. Go to BlackHillsEnergy.com slash TeamReady.
5: Scott, we got a guest waiting to come in. Uh, you want to introduce our guest for the evening as we bring him into the show? Sure,
2: I'll drive. No problem. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are now about to be joined by author Kevin Bryant. He is the author of the new book, Spies on the Sidelines, the High Stakes World of NFL Espionage. Kevin, thank
5: you for joining us, sir
0: hey what's up guys thanks for having me appreciate it
5: absolutely man kevin what are you drinking tonight
0: i'm gonna be your designated driver tonight man i, I <laughs> i'm scared to come on a podcast and drink too much and try to uh you know i'll be i'll be telling stories that never happened and uh yeah be a real good time Dude, we'll use my entire thing. Place.
5: yeah exactly <laughs> like that's how that's how we make the show <laughs> That's the perfect way. Then you could just say you got to read the book to find out which one's real and which one's fake. So that's that's (laughs) pretty much. There we go. There we go. Okay.
2: (laughs) So, Kevin, can you talk to us a little bit about uh, the the book and and why, why you took on this endeavor?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the book, Spies on the Sidelines, is all about the collection techniques that NFL teams use to gather information on their opponents in order to try to gain a game day advantage. It also covers all the countermeasures that teams use to try to defend against those techniques. And the book spans the entire history of the NFL and has stories from every single NFL team in there. So, it's, you know, no matter what team you're a fan of, it's got something for you. Um, so, yeah, I decided to take this puppy on because, one, I wanted to write a book. Um, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was looking for a subject, right? And uh, I create a book. I I want to write a book. Um, So I've got 23 years of experience now collecting and protecting information for the Department of Defense and um, a master's degree in Intel studies and another one in sports management. So after everything Spygate took place, um, and then Spygate two, when Josh McDaniels moved over to the Broncos, became their head coach, and I'm a Broncos fan. So, you know, the Broncos got busted for taping another team's practice. Mm Mm-hmm. And at that point, I I just thought, I wondered, man, how much of this spying stuff really goes on in the NFL, you know? And so I just started looking into it and I realized, holy cow, you know, after doing the internet research, I realized there's a lot of this stuff that takes place, but there's no like consolidated place for it. No one's ever written a book for it. And I said, you know what? This is is my million dollar idea and I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it and um yeah man eight years later eight years you're, of research and writing you're here, here, here i am on the podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. so you're <laughs> you're like james
2: bond if he decided to give up his gig and and go <laughs> into researching nfl spies like it's you sounds know
0: like. yeah i'm more like austin powers but you know same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right.
3: much much more relatable guy though that austin powers absolutely
0: right right yeah, yeah. um yeah, um, I got to work on my British accent, but uh, you
3: know, <laughs> I, I am a little concerned, though, guys. That even if you combine the forces of us four, that he, he, this dude's too smart for us, man. Like that's a, that's some serious shit. So you clearly know your thing, man. So uh, outside of that, like, why hasn't anybody written about it? Like, what is? Why are you the first one? Why don't you think there'd be more interest in this? Because every time these stories come up, people are super intrigued, and in that they seem to hold the headlines for months.
0: Well, let me ask you this. You want to spend eight, eight, eight years of your life doing all the research?
3: <laughs> I mean
0: so people are lazy is what I'm doing. I've down. wasted
3: a lot of time doing other shit. Let's right? do it yeah. That way.
0: No. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a good question. It's it's a for one, it's um it's really hard to get people to open up about this subject. Because, you know, first of all, you're dealing with NFL players and coaches. These guys are millionaires and they're very, very busy. And what you're really asking them to give up is either trade secrets that they're using to either gather information on their opponents or information how they defend against their opponents' collection techniques, right? So this is sensitive information that helps them win games. Furthermore, if they're not talking about themselves, uh, if they're talking about another coach or another team, uh, they're potentially... If they're talking about, you know, another coach using illicit collection techniques, things that are not permitted by the NFL rules or bylaws, then they could potentially get another coach in trouble with the league, or they could be, you know, tarnishing somebody's legacy, you know, especially if it's some big, some big name coach that's done lots of great things in the past. But then if they're going to come out with all these stories about how they cheated uh, in order to get wins, right? Um, no one wants to be that guy that throws those people under the bus either. So those are a few of the reasons. In addition to that, all these stories that I found for the book, well, I won't say all of them because I did interview, I did interview, uh, people, um, anonymously, but you know, most of these stories are contained in books that NFL coaches, um, wrote most of them once they had already retired and man you know, I'd read these books. I read like 60 of these books and I'd find for the most part, sometimes a paragraph, may, maybe two, three, four pages worth of material. If I was lucky, that was like a gold mine, like four pages. I'd be like, Oh, this is a great book. <laughs> right. So it was just a lot of hard work. It's, it was not easy to be able to, um, you know, dredge up all this material. That's it, There's a reason it took years.
5: How right. do you get those guys to open up to you? Like it, you know. You mentioned they're millionaires; their time's valuable. They're giving away these secrets. Uh, they're potentially throwing somebody under the bus. How do you sit down with somebody and be like, "All right, but for real, come on. How do you, how do you guys really cheat? Like, give me the, give me the real
0: scoop. Yeah. Like, how do you bring that out of them? Well, let's talk about that list of beers that everybody's drinking again. Uh, I was going to say, right? Uh, no. like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> funny enough, the like, truth, I got it. <laughs> funny enough, Pete Manning used to use a technique, uh, trying to feed uh, fellow fellow players my ties at the Pro Bowl, in order to get them a little intoxicated and start. And start sucking out team secrets from them. So you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Is all I'm saying.
3: Dude, that you've clearly done your research because that is 100 percent a something Peyton would do, and B the drink he would use to do it. Like my tie. Like
2: I'm. You know what? I'm envisioning, what? Like, I'm envisioning oh, yeah. Better Call Saul. He's just sitting there not drinking his drinks yeah. while the, the other one's getting liquored up, and he's just extracting all this information to take back to the Colts. Yep. That's my ties. He's probably
0: got it all. His drinks all watered down, and yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> extra ice in my mai tai, please. <laughs> so, okay, so mai tais—that's one way. But what is one of the more wild ways, or the one the the way that made you say, "Wow, that is one extreme way of going about
0: this whole thing." Oh man, there's so many crazy stories in the book. There really are. In the um, book, Scott,
3: you got to read, bro.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Here's the tease. Here's a little tease. <laughs> no. So I'll give, I'll give you a bit of a tease. So, um, hey, you guys want, you guys got a sec? I'll read you a passage. I'll read we got you all a Absolutely. Of we, got a yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. we got an hour and a half. <laughs> so I'll read you a bit from the book here. I'll read you a paragraph that kind of sums up um, all the crazy stuff you're going to hear in here. All right? So while the three-letter agency... Uh, While the phrase three-letter agency is a euphemism for American spook organizations, such as the CIA and the NSA, the NFL is a three-letter agency in its own right. Behind the game day action of the NFL is a world much like the cloak and dagger realm of American intelligence agencies. The NFL has its own history, filled with espionage-related stories that sound like something right out of the Cold War. Spies disguised as reporters, military officers, and priests. And even a dwarf playing the role of a baby being pushed in a stroller. No. No, wait, no. It's in there.
3: <laughs> you wrote it down. must
0: be true. <laughs> right. it's in a book. It's legit. <laughs>
5: right. Exactly. What team did that? You got to give us the team that did that. The Rams.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, that's got Sean McVay it's, written it's all an, over it's it. Alleged, it's an alleged technique that uh, George Allen used with the Rams. Yep. So That's amazing. All right. Wow. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, covert surveillance of targets movements, hiding draft prospects by shuffling them in and out of hotels and aliases, tap telephones, signals interception, decoy signals, encryption, code breaking, and radio frequency jamming, false flag operations, Monitoring air traffic and airline passengers, oh my God. spies scaling rooftops and telephone poles, and clandestine photography undertaken from high-rise hotels with long lensed cameras. Peoples, secret listening devices, surveillance photos, surveillance photos relayed by zip line, and whispered conversations masked by running water. <laughs> Stolen documents and trash cans sifted for secrets. Subversion of individuals mired in debt and a hilltop secured by Navy SEALs.
5: (laughs) You're telling me teams have Navy
0: SEALs out here (laughs) spying on another team. Mike Shanahan used that technique before Super Bowl to secure a hilltop that he was worried was going to be watched by his opponent. (laughs) And so I imagine these guys were probably – former Navy SEALs, but, uh, you know. God, I, I hope I so. I don't have the details, right? <laughs> Either that or they're, you know, they're doing this on their they're on a Saturday, on their off day when they're not saving the world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's like, hey, I want this thing secured. So the funny thing is that a helicopter flew over uh, that practice. Um, and Pat Bolin, who was the Broncos owner at the time, said that, man, he's like, you would have think, uh, you know, Mike Shanahan was furious and he's, he's looking at these Navy SEALs, like, what are you going to do about this? You know, <laughs> like, he wanted to, you know, they air you know, shoot these dudes out. Of the sky, you know? say, Where's the anti-aircraft?
3: <laughs> right, right. Man.
0: Exactly. They got so, this
3: shit in the Ukraine. Why don't we have
0: it <laughs> So, you know, I mean, this is just the crazy world of the NFL. That's well, the reality. Well, I mean, it well, gets
2: what, that I'm, what I'm hearing though, is if teams and coaches go through all, all of that it, like and, and go to those extreme measures. Bill Belichick must have been extra lazy to have gotten caught doing it <laughs> before the Super Bowl. Like, like, how bad does, uh, do you have to be at it if you're just like having a lazy day and get caught? I mean, like, all of these things that we're hearing, it's like th- this is all brand new information to the common NFL fan.
0: <laughs> the, the, yeah. The, the, you know, it's the interesting thing, you know, about Spygate, and I think the interesting thing is all the the recording of team signals using video, and the just the using video part is the only thing that violates. I won't even say league rules because it only violates the Ray Anderson memo because it's not in any rules, it's not in any bylaws at all. Okay, um, so until that memo came out in two thousand and six, the Patriots weren't violating Diddley Squad. Okay, so they they taped other things signals all the way back from 2000. And frankly, I I suspect it probably went on when Belichick was coaching with the Browns as well. Um, Sure. But, you know, we know what's gone on since since he basically started with the Pats. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think it was a little bit of like cockiness, arrogance um, that, you know, he can after the NFL sent out two memos. Saying that, hey, you can't, you can no longer do this. Um, and other teams knew what was going on and reported it to the NFL. And then they go to play the Jets that have a former Patriots coach that was in the loop and knew exactly what the Patri- Patriots were doing. But Belichick still decides to go forth, even despite <laughs> the coach calling him beforehand and saying, you will not do that here in my home stadium. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was sheer, it was sheer arrogance. That's all it was. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I don't know, man. I hate to be that guy, but like that,
5: that no, doesn't you sound like
3: Bill Belichick. I don't know, man. I, something doesn't feel right about that reporting. I'm sorry. It just does not sound like Bill Belichick to me.
5: <laughs> Biscuit said it sure as hell didn't help him when he was with the Browns. So <laughs> <laughs> Belichick just finally tuned it over the years.
3: <laughs> That's what surprises me. If, if this stuff's been going back as long as it has, and it sounds like it's probably pretty pervasive, where I'm guessing you've got stories here and there about different teams or different techniques, but you probably assume that it's it's much more common to use those techniques. Why have the Browns and other teams like the lions consistently
0: sucked ass then? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, it's a good question. So look at, look at the Browns. two good
3: the- questions, by the way, I just point that out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. We, okay. Two for you. M- right. M-
3: Mookie's, Mookie's not
0: used target. to that. So you have yeah, 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 you yeah. to excuse
2: okay.
0: him. <laughs> so, you know, let's take the Browns are a great example to go off of. OK, so let's look at Paul Brown. Paul Brown was one of those guys, one of those coaches that was willing to use all different sorts of illicit collection techniques. Like he had staff personnel um, pretend to be reporters and go to other teams <laughs> practices. Right. That's awesome. And, you know, all kinds of stuff Paul Brown was willing to do to to, to get those wins and to collect on opponents. And he did a great job of it. Fantastic job of it. I mean, he was pretty much in every NFL championship game. Um, like what? The first six years he was in, it? I mean, practically until he was fired. Um, and then you know, so absolute stud. Um, but you know, it's those coaches that are willing to go to those lengths to win um, that are winning championships. And I'll just I'll run down some of the biggest culprits in the NFL's history. Okay. You got George Halas with the Bears. Okay. Sid Gilman with the Chargers. I don't think he ever got a championship, but man, talk about a guy that was in like the championship, at least the AFC or in the AFL championship game over and over and over again. Um, Let's see. You've got um, Shanahan was one of those guys used a lot of eh, questionable ones there. Um, Obviously, we've got... uh, Belichick today, you've got George Allen with the Rams and then later with the Redskins. I mean, these are Sid Gill, you know, I said, Gill, Sid so good one already, but these are some of the guys, Vince Lombardi, another one, you know, these are great coaches that are revered in NFL history, but they were also guys that weren't scared to push the boundaries and man. And they also, because of that, because they knew how far they were willing to go. They were absolutely paranoid of other teams spying on them. So, but you know, it's those teams that aren't paranoid that are getting rocked. Okay. You take like, you know, the, the, you know, Patriots coaches came out and said after all things spygate that man, the teams they were most effective against were like, you know, it was, it was the other AFC East teams who frankly weren't very good at the time and were, didn't change their signals on a regular basis. And so they just weren't security conscious enough to prevent this type of stuff. And so, you know, while having good players is is great, it's everything else that comes into play that wins you those championships. It's, do you have good coaching? Do you do all those little extra things to get your wins? And all of that comes into effect. You know, the diet, the stretching, the weightlifting, and the Collecting information on your opponents and defending yourself against those collection techniques. All of that comes into play, and it's, it's, it's important.
5: Uh, Kevin I gotta interrupt you for one second Because uh, our intern Caesar made a face while you were Talking and it was picked up in the comment Section and Tank said Did Caesar just realize the brown <laughs> <laughs> did, did that I saw the look on your face change Caesar. Is that exactly what happened You realized the brown so like, Browns- They, and they were said real- the name
7: Paul Brown And I was like Paul Brown I was like no fucking way this gaining this teamed After like himself I was like no stop <laughs> I always wonder why the browns were the browns. I was like, oh, maybe because, like, the river's brown or maybe because <laughs> the maybe cause their soil that they, like, built their house <laughs> on was brown or- I it was more like a geological reason, uh, not because the, well, the guy thought he was. It wasn't
5: nepotism, it was geological. Geological, because <laughs> people like a, in a, Cleveland know what geology trees is. Were yeah. like, I don't know, your oh face as you processed it all was amazing. I can't go, I can't wait to go back and watch that happen again because it was like a light bulb just <laughs> like, went off. You
7: asked everyone below the age of like 25. If they knew that the Cleveland Browns were in after Paul Brown, I guarantee there's gonna be like five. (laughs)
3: Let's put it out there, man. Let's put
5: that poll out there on the Twitter. All right, we'll do that. We'll put that So out with there.
7: the with right. the lack of
2: success that the Cowboys have had over the last 20 or so that, what years. What was that
7: What was that for? Are we just are
2: we my mind is going to has Jerry cut the the cheating budget? Is is that what we're to assume? Is, <laughs> did he did he say we've got to pull back on how much for cheating, you know, and invest more in draft picks or What is it where, you know, teams that are traditionally like good or whatever can't quite seem to get over that hump if it's all about, you know, investing in this type of, you know,
0: espionage? So I'll answer that in one second, but I want to I want to go back to the earlier point. So, you know, Paul Brown was not just a coach of the Browns. He also after that coached the Bengals. Yeah. So did you know that the Bengals were were named after his pet tiger? Yeah. What? No way.
5: Uh, yeah. Uh, Caesar, that's the, the Brown family still owns the the Bengals. So they own the Bengals and the Browns. Oh no, they don't, the Ravens. No, they started the Browns. No, they don't they just own the Bengals. They oh, can we get the, the More
7: You Know Rainbow for Caesar?
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, Caesar, I completely made that up. I just I just want to see what I was what the fuck? You are an <laughs> impressionable twenty two year old here.
7: Hey.
3: Bro, if it makes me any better, I fell for it because it's like, huh? But <laughs>
6: yeah, I can, like
5: weird, I right can see that fucker having one. Do. It's like Mike <laughs> like, Tyson uh, just chilling with the tiger in Ohio, like I that. Mean, yeah, that's, yeah. Tell Mike uh, Brown rules.
7: Uh, <laughs> All right, Jerry Jones is a dog shit GM, but he's an amazing businessman. <laughs> there.
0: Yeah, so you know the Cowboys. Um, you know, obviously they've had their great years, um, and Jimmy Johnson. You know, there's, there's a guy who's willing to be a little in, unconventional and, and think outside the box. But, you know, I mean, he had, a, he had a great team, too. I mean, you look at that talent that's on that team, man. It's hard not to win Super Bowls with all those studs. Um, but I will say this. You know, when the, when the Patriots got busted for Spygate, Jimmy Johnson was one of the first ones that came out. He was a broadcaster at that point. And he said, you know what? We used to do the same thing in Dallas. We used to record other team signals. Um, but we couldn't do it effectively. We, we, We recorded it, but we couldn't use that information effectively. And that's one of the things that separates the teams that can, you know, it's not just about collecting information. It's about, can you use it? Do you know how to assimilate it, digest it, and then be able to use it in a timely manner? Because if you can't, there's no point collecting it in the first place. And, and Jimmy Johnson just said, you know what? It's of no use to us, to us. Let's just stop doing that. And, uh, because we're wasting our time and we'll, we'll concentrate on other things. So, you know, that's, that's part of it. Um, but you know, I think Dallas just doesn't, they don't have the talent like they used to have. And obviously, um, <laughs> <laughs> Caesar's face. Caesar begs is, that, is, that a, is that a shock Caesar? <laughs> it's, not a, not a shock. it's not a shock,
5: but we're still good. I've been beat like that, man. You're
0: not good. Stop. We're okay, good. So... We're going to win the division. You we're good. What? It's a dog shit division. You know what? Exactly. You know, you know who the Cowboys are right now? They're the Raiders of 10 years ago. Okay? I wasn't they've, born. They've got, they've got talent. They're just, play- they're just undisciplined. You look at the last one. Yeah, because a fucking piece.
7: jelly bean is our head coach.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a jelly bean.
3: That's such a great burn, man.
0: That is. I don't even know what to say to that. I have this star above me every day. And they disappoint me every day.
3: The stars at night shine big and, big and bright. i in
5: the uh-huh. heart of Texas. Kevin, let me ask you this: Scott uh, kind of started down this path on his last question, and you've danced around this uh, magnificently over the last thirty minutes or so. Is it cheating? Like that, you you keep talking about spying and like pushing the boundaries and pushing the envelope. Is this cheating? Is what these guys are doing cheating?
0: Yeah. So I broke in spies on the sidelines down into sections. Okay. So the first section of um, so the first section of my book is all about the illicit techniques that team use. Okay. So, or at least the controversial. So these are the techniques that are either um, that either break NFL rules, policies, or memos, because the NFL can't get its act together and actually make those policies. <laughs> um, right. Or um, there are, there are topics that are, or techniques that are very controversial. Okay, so if you take lip reading, for example, you know, that's the reason all those coaches hold up the play sheets over the mouth when they're calling signals, because there actually are professional lip readers that are good enough to be able to tell what another team is calling out. And when you match what they're saying with the play that is ran on the field and you pair those up and match them, you can put two and two together. So, um, you know, so there's things like that, which some coaches are going to go, man, that's a dirty tactic, right? It may not violate a, a rule, but it's just dirty. Okay. And then you've got stuff that is absolutely permissible, okay, like advanced scouting. Um, you know, and film studies, a big part of that today, or debriefing players that switch teams. Okay. Sometimes that are brought in specifically a week or two before a game, right? Off the, another team's practice squad, or they're mm, the Seahawks. <laughs> Every team, every team in the NFL does this. Every team in the NFL does this, right? Um, And then gathering information that's in the media. What if, what if coaches or other players said that's, you know, in TV interviews, on the radio, or that's, you know, that a, a journalist has published uh, that may be an insider with a certain team. So all these teams go through all these different techniques and, and look for that type of information. So the book covers, it covers all of that um from you know what's what you can do to stuff that's extremely shady and not allowed
3: so mike you tried to pin him down let me He's take a so shot at friend. a different angle here He's on this so <laughs> i know right It's, it's he spent 23 supportive.
2: years man 23 years <laughs> yeah. you, you think you're gonna get him on a few minute interview come on <sighs> i
3: i can drink enough to th- convince myself of that yes <laughs> If you're looking for your next new truck, trust
7: Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details.
3: So in your professional opinion, with all this research you've done and kind of the way that you've looked at the correlation of what teams do and the outcomes of it, do you think it's more important for teams to gather said information or to protect themselves from being gathered against? Yes. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah. Well
0: done, Mookie. Well and, done. <laughs> next question. Yeah, I mean, they're both, they're both critical. So if you take something as simple as film study, right, which, you know, man, it completely changes the game if you don't have that today. I mean, that advanced scouting, that film study, being able to identify tells and tendencies, which is really what they're trying to see with film study. Okay. So tendencies are if a team has a third and one, what percentage of their time are they going to run certain plays? Okay. Okay. 60% of the time they're going to run up the middle. 20% of the time they're going to run out wide 20, the other 20% of the time they're going to do a screen pass or something like that. Right. Okay. So it's being able to figure out so that when you're going to go call your defense to defend against them, when they're in a third and one, you know, statistically what's like, what you're likely to see. Okay. So that's, that's the, that's the tendencies that teams can tell today. Tells are something like, you know, just like when you play poker, right? You're playing pokers with your drunk buddies, uh, which is pretty much everybody on the show right now, I think. And,
3: <laughs> he gets the show. Right, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, um, and, you know, some dudes, you know, he, he does a cough or scratches his nose every time he's got a good hand, whatever he does, you know. So it, that's a tell. And just like in poker, uh, football players have tells too. Okay. Um, you know, there's wide receivers that will fiddle with their gloves when the ball's going to be passed out passed to them, or they come charging out of the huddle anytime it's a pass play and then mosey out when it's a run play. Uh, cause they're excited. Hey, I got a pass. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go get in my position and get ready to go. Keyshawn. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrell <laughs> Owens used to do that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, um, that's critical to the game. And and all the different types of, you know, being able to debrief debrief players that come from other teams, a lot of information that can come out of that, very important. But on the other hand, man, if you're not protecting yourself and dealing with with the threat, so let's say debriefing a player. If you know someone just signed a guy off your practice squad that you're about to play, do you think you want to maybe consider changing stuff? Right? I, I would. And maybe if you're really smart, And this is where the real good teams separate themselves from the other, right? Because everybody knows, okay, the sucky teams don't change anything. They lose, okay? You know, they're stuck in perpetual football hell and can't get out of it. (laughs) The Lions. Right? The the medium-level teams, they will change change at least some things, okay? Because there's not time to change everything. But they'll change some things the really good teams try to sucker the opponent in, okay? They go, you know what? I know this guy knows that he knows this play call. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep the same name or same signal for that play or same audible, but that's now going to be a different play. And so if it's a third and one and it was typically a run up the middle, well, they just changed that play to a – fake handoff, and then go for a long pass down the seam for 30, 40 yards, right? So they're trying to sucker in the other teams. And that's really where you'll see teams begin to separate themselves. The good coaches can do that and know how to be able to employ that level of trickery. And and the ones that aren't doing as well, um, they don't.
3: Dan Campbell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so many so traps. here. Oh,
2: those traps <laughs> so when oh. you're doing all your uh, research and basically figuring out kind of sort of how the sausage is being made, does that change your perspective, like in your fandom
0: of the NFL at all? Like it's got a little, right? You know, so yes and no. Um, so I'll say I started out kind of like I was like, man, those, you know, I read up a lot of, you know, Patriots and I was like, man, those guys and blah, 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 blah. And I would say this, when it, when it's going on today, it irks me a little bit, right? Because I'm like, Oh man, these guys are competing against my, like my Broncos team or who, you know, whoever you follow. Right. It kind of, you're like, Oh, that's, that's not really fair. But when I read about it historically, I find that I just find it fascinating. So I'll give you an example, man. Like as a Broncos fan, I couldn't stand Al Davis growing up. Right. I was like, who could? Know, everybody was hates the say the same thing, <laughs> yeah. who could, who could, And I think towards the end of his career, you know, Al Davis was, well, he wasn't on top of his game and he became a little bit of a joke around NFL circles, but in his, excuse me, in his prime, Al Davis did not have a peer. He was the best at what he did. He, he was a, he was a great coach, GM, et cetera, et cetera. But he was also one of those coaches um, and GMs that was absolutely the best on collecting information from other teams. And so when I read stories about him, you know, like sneaking into an opponent's locker room, dressed as a reporter and sitting down with a player and saying, hey, what was the toughest thing for you to ever defend against? And that player pulls out a board and starts diagramming stuff on the board for (laughs) Al Davis. (laughs) He's sitting there taking notes. You didn't go to (laughs) UT? I gain a newfound respect for a guy like that. Yeah, yeah he's, I'm, like, uh, I'm like, holy cow, this dude's awesome. I love how this. did that guy not recognize
3: him? I mean, I, I know saying, it was the olden days and there wasn't, you know, the Facebook and whatnot. So, but-
0: Facebook, <laughs> this, was, this was when he was an assistant coach and he was under Sid Gilman uh, okay, with the Chargers so. back in the day before, you know, before he was big time. That's fair. Um, that's fair. Yeah, so i was just
3: like, are you kidding? Because I'm picturing the Al Davis. You're picturing him like, like just well, wind, baby, win, baby, right, right? Yeah. yeah. What, if you,
0: so if you read any books other than Spies on the Sidelines, which should absolutely be your which first, which is pick, definitely right? not happening. I
3: right. can only read one every. <laughs> Going to be yours, but I can only read one.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's talk about five years down the road when you pick up book number two. That okay? sounds
3: good. Yeah. Now um, we're talking.
0: Al, da- Al Davis is a great character to read up on. Man, he is one of he is just such a funny guy. All his life he has been a character. I mean, he literally lied, cheated, and stole his way to get where he was, even to get an a like his start in coaching. Darn. He pretended he pretended to be another guy who was a coach named Al Davis. Someone said, Are you the they said, Are you the Al Davis? And he said, Yeah, I'm the Al Davis. <laughs> and like, Great. Well we're, we're we're gonna hire you then. So, Ohio State um, <laughs> is gonna sue him.
5: <laughs> yeah, for a lot.
0: So I mean, just I mean, fascinating character. Yeah. All
5: right. Uh, here's what I'm gonna do, Kevin, uh, because you're still dancing around this, and you're getting. Oh, <laughs> oh man! I'm gonna name some coaches uh, from the past. You tell me, dirty, rotten, cheater or not? Okay, those are your only two options. You can't say ah, oh, he did that. No, he's either a dirty, rotten cheater or he's not. Oh, man. John Madden. Good? Dirty rotten cheater or not? Uh, Just passed
7: away.
6: Not
0: Sorry. maybe. Oh.
6: Not, maybe.
5: <laughs> not okay. maybe. Okay. Tony
0: Dungy, dirty rotten cheater or not? No, I yes. think I think oh. I think Dungy's pretty squared away. Uh, I, he's a, he's a he's a he's a pretty he's a pretty clean guy. I can't I don't have any info on him, but I, I can't imagine him doing too much that's way outside those lines. Nope. Hold on, though. I'm pretty sure I heard he picked up that tab for all them my ties. <laughs> <laughs> Peyton Manning, mate, makes like six times what Tony Dunya. Well, you think NBC ain't care of him? Come on. <laughs>
5: all right, Mike Ditka, dirty rotten cheater or not?
0: Uh with the Bears. Um. You know that was an interesting team, and I've got I've got some I've got some stuff. Um, you know I, I sounds like yes, it sounds like yes. yes. I can't, I can't confirm Ditka went too far, but um he also can't deny know, it. He can't that, deny it. That was a guy. If I had to suspect somebody, right? If I had to look into somebody that I was like, eh, this is probably one of the likely dudes. I might start an investigation with him. he he'd be, he'd be up there on the list. And I love based ridiculous. on uh, based on his uh,
2: kneeling stance, I'd say you're
5: accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oof. All right. How about Jim Mora, dirty rotten cheater or not?
0: Mm, you know. So here's the thing. Eh. So the closer you get to modern day, the tougher it gets to answer, right? Mm. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Because all these dudes that write books, <clears throat> nobody's coming out with diddly squat in the modern game. So I can tell you when it comes to the modern game, I can tell you a lot of stuff about coaches that are either using techniques that are permissible or their countermeasures that they're using or maybe techniques that are a little controversial, okay? But if you're talking about stuff that is absolutely like breaking rules, man, guys don't talk about that. They just don't. Um, yeah. B- yeah. Because, right, for the most part, I mean – really the only guys, you know, the modern game that you can talk about, Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick. Absolutely. You know, and then, um, you know, everybody else it gets, it's, it's dicey, you know, it's tough. It's tough to know whether they're, you know, how much, how far they're going. Um, when you look back and you look at the history of the NFL, I think that's the neat thing about the book. It's not necessarily about who do we rat out. Okay. Because for the most part, throughout the history of the NFL, what you're going to see is tons of teams are doing this. Tons and tons and tons of teams are doing stuff that breaks rules. And frankly, what we consider cheating as fans, okay, is not necessarily what NFL coaches are going to consider cheating. So I'll give you some examples of this. So if, <clears throat> if a bunch of guys, if some, several guys get caught trying to sneak into a practice facility to be able to, like, watch, photograph, or tape a practice, man, that's just like, that's par for the NFL. Okay. So there are going to be teams that absolutely are going to try to run a mini investigation, figure out who these guys belong to, but there are going to be other coaches too, that just go, you know what? This happens all the time. And frankly, just get out of here. Just, just leave. Like, and these are some of the same dudes that are, you know why they don't care because they're going, you know what? We do the same stuff, man. I don't want to make a big stink of this. Like, (laughs) I don't want to come back on me. I don't want to come. Like, that's exactly it. Because, you know, in the history of the NFL, you know, there's an interesting story about like George Allen when he was with the Rams and he, um, he sent a guy down to watch a practice. All right. So he had a guy in a car sitting in a car watching the practice of another team. Well, the dude gets spotted. And before he can get away, the other team's security writes down the license plate of the car that goes speeding off. So they track it back to the Rams because it's a rental car, okay? And they find <laughs> out that this dude is staying in a hotel, you know, all this kind of stuff. So the opposing team brings it up with the NFL. And then what do the Rams do? The Rams make a counter accusation. They're like, well, you know, um, yeah, we were doing this, but your spy who was named Bucko, it, that was his nickname, right? Who some 300 pounds of, scouting, <laughs> of okay? They're like, hey, Bucko was up in it. We saw Bucko up in a tree at our practice facility, and he was watching our games, OK, which, you know, everybody knew that was BS and they, I'm sure they had a good laugh about it. But that's exactly what happens if you accuse, you know, if you go accusing another team, they're just going to point the finger right back at you. Like, like, OK, hey, yeah. You, oh, maybe we do this, but you do this over here. So you got, you know, if you, li- you know, people live in glass houses, don't throw rocks. Right. And it's kind of like that in the NFL. So
2: i just like to point out that Bill Walsh's good name has not been brought up once during this. I was going no, do. to was Continue. Continue. Bill Walsh is a and he would never do any of this. I was going to say, Bill Walsh. Please. I was
5: leaving him for last. Don't no, dare! So I wanted yeah. to go Bill off.
0: Walsh. So one of the things I thought that was really interesting about Walsh, you know, so spying is, and, and collecting information on your opponents, obviously it's huge, it's really helpful, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and what you'll see in my book is, you know, so many championships and Super Bowls have been majorly impacted or won based on this type of stuff. Um, but what I will say is that if you have a superior team, that's just like way better than every, you know, your opponent, sometimes it doesn't matter. Okay. Sometimes it just doesn't matter. And Bill Walsh and the 49ers with Joe Montana and all that um you know during that time period we're a great example of that because there's you know there's a story in my book about how one of their backup quarterbacks went to another team and he was sitting there on the other bench and realized that the 49ers hadn't bothered to change their signals their offensive play call signals in 10 years okay <laughs> 10 years that's when he was with the team okay And so this guy, this quarterback, he's feeding the defensive coordinator all the upcoming plays of the 49ers. And guess what? 49ers still kick their butt. Um, out. Yeah, They were just
2: (laughs) that stinking good. Um, When you scout well and and develop players well, you don't need to cheat, Bill. (laughs) Wow.
0: Well, and that, you know, when it comes to the 49ers, there's another interesting story in there. One of the topics of my book is the draft, how teams collect on, Um, how they assess draft prospects and how they assess how other teams value prospects. So they assess the assessments of other teams, right? (laughs) Because you never want to, right. You never want to overpay for a guy that you're drafting, right? So why draft a guy in the first round, if you can get him in the third round. And that's exactly what the 49ers did with Joe Montana. Okay. So actually um, they valued Joe Montana above the round that they picked him in, but they said, "You know what? Other teams don't value him as highly as we do, so we're going to slide down in the draft and pick him up later." Which is what they did, and um, I'm sure if they, you know, would have found out, you know, and what Joe Montana was going to become, they, they wouldn't have took taken any chances; they wouldn't have drafted him in the first round, no matter what they thought any team was going to pick him out. <laughs> um, but it just goes to show, like, um, you really like. The collection part of the NFL, it doesn't it encompasses everything. You know, the assessments of assessments of other teams, how other teams weightlift, the techniques they use to weightlift. They collect on that. They probably collect on how other teams eat. What's their dietary program, you know, their nutritional program. They're looking at everything to get an edge on their opponents because the NFL is built on parity these days the NFL draft, and the salary cap are pushed these teams to, you know, they're so close now. And so many games are decided by seven points or less. Just look at last year's playoffs. Every game was coming down to who got the ball last. You know, it was awesome.
3: Oh, no, it but, fucking killed me. Are yeah. you kidding me?
0: Yeah. I mean, All those yeah. double-digit spreads and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know awesome yeah but um but you know it just goes to show like you need every little advantage you can get and teams are doing all of that and um you know and and that's what i cover in the book is is a lot of that type of stuff just
5: how far you must have had all the info on ryan Tannehill. Uh, oh God! That's <laughs> Nobody needed any info on Tannehill. Yeah, it was just like he's going to throw interceptions. We got this, Brian Tannehill,
3: dog. <laughs> that, that was his analysis. So before we drift too far away from Mike's little little whatever earlier, where we were trying to pin you down on some stuff, I got one last one. For You're going to try
2: one more time. And You're try one more time. I'm going to be honest,
3: play. bro. That, Kev, this is a layup. Don't fuck this up, man. <laughs> Brian Kelly, dirty rotten cheater or no?
7: He's college.
2: He's never
5: um, been
3: Like, why would he know that? Like, when, that was he my didn't
2: question. Research
5: college ball movie. That's the that
3: point, man. <laughs> he should know that we are anti Brian Kelly on this show. So,
0: I was going
7: to ask that question, but not about Brian Kelly.
0: I, I don't know. So, I will say this. So, my next book that I'm writing, I'm currently in the middle of writing, is on college football.
7: Thank God. That was my question. That was so, my question.
0: Yeah. So, I get into all that, and it's different in college football, and it's different with what's allowed and what's permissible, right? Um, I, I, you know, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Yes.
3: Even the layup that I thought he'd be like, yeah, he's got no, he's not going to no. Bernie Bridges Wait. talk no. about BK, but no, teaser for his next well, book.
2: What I've I'm learned, selfish. what I've learned from Kevin during this interview is about tells and Kevin's tells. <laughs> and <didn't> learn, <laughs> yeah.
5: was no, uh, uh, that a tell or a tendency, though? Because he's said it a couple yeah. of times in a row now. I have noticed the tendency right, when yes. Kevin doesn't want to answer the question. There's a like, uh, good pause
0: and then he's like,
5: doesn't
0: have a whole section
7: on Urban Meyer. Well,
0: so here's here's the thing. There's, you know, so when I'm in the middle of writing it, right, I've got a lot of suspicions on a bunch of coaches. on uh, you know, Urban. who are they who are the guys that I want to research? That's one of the yeah, first things as I as always as start as with, right?
7: A bunch, who
0: are those guys that I expect to be in dirty rotten rats right okay yeah. so because those are the guys i want to get the books on jimbo and Fisher. I, want, I want to I want, and i want to interview people that know these guys right so you know i try to go there but you know having said that without kind of putting together a whole picture of these guys i'm very hesitant to just label somebody the dirty rotten rat based off one inter- interview or one book that i've read you know i try to really put a a big picture together before i go uh you know i want to i want to go yeah games. you sound like a professional so, we, we just yeah, like to label guys I know, of just stuff we're so like yeah. nick saban dirty rotten cheater dirty rotten
2: cheater right. right. yep.
5: jimbo fisher you know what? you right. don't even I'm have to make... talk to brian kelly's family to know that he's a dirty I
0: <laughs> I'm, gonna make, I'm gonna make you guys happy everybody every coach that you've mentioned every team that you've mentioned so far tonight Dirty rotten cheaters! Oh no no no! What the fuck is going on? Bill Walsh wants you. No, not him.
5: Bill Walsh. Dirty rotten cheater. Dirty rotten <laughs> cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kevin, I, I got uh, one more serious question for you and then we'll get into our we do quick hitters with our, our guests every time uh, just like gut instinct questions uh, that have nothing to do with your book uh, but I did want to ask you quickly about coaching trees so what's interesting to me is you' you're looking at these coaches you're see you know they've got all these things that they do the good ones are, are very involved in this you talked about Mike Shanahan uh, you know Bill Belichick obviously, but what's interesting to me is like the Bill Belichick coaching tree is complete dog shit outside of like Nick <laughs> statement, I guess. Like all of his assistants are just terrible. So do you think like coaches have these things that they do, but they're not divulging all of the information of their assistant coaches and that's why the assistant coaches aren't as successful. Like they can pick up on how to run the practices, uh, how to implement the offense, but they don't have the key ingredient of how to spy on the other teams.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to the coordinators, the coordinators typically know most of the stuff that's going on most. However, I will say this, um, when it comes to offensive collection operations in the NFL, especially those that are illicit, So like spying on another team's practice, those are very compartmentalized. Okay. That's going to remain within a very small group of people, right? Because if push comes to shove and people get in trouble, Um, They don't want a lot of people knowing about it. And, you know, we saw that with Spygate, but that that goes on everywhere. So what I will say is that when it comes to coaching trees and collecting information, you absolutely see that in the NFL. So I'll give you an example. Um, Sid Gilman with the Chargers, okay? And I'd love to trace it back further than him, but I can at least start from Sid Gilman, okay? So Al Davis was an assistant coach with him, okay? Bill Belichick, absolutely idolized uh, Al Davis and was at one point interviewed to be the defensive coordinator of the Raiders. And we're uh, talking about
5: the Al Davis. Right? The, the, the yeah. Okay, the the Al Al I just want to verify. Make sure the, Al
0: long. Davis. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, and even during that interview, you know, um, Al Davis tried to, you know, it was a two day long interview that Belichick basically ended it by saying, Hey, uh, you know, I, you know, more or less was like, yeah, I know what you're doing. You're trying to pick my brain uh, for everything I know. I, I I, got it. So, but when you look at these coaching trees, right. And you see these guys, um, yeah, these guys are learning it from the head coach that they were previously under a lot of these techniques and tactics. So why doesn't that work with the Patriots is the big question, right? Why can't you take that knowledge and apply it elsewhere? Well, obviously there's more than just, you know, collecting information and protecting information that goes into being a good coach. But What I would say is this, uh, the Patriots have a dude on their team named Ernie Adams. Okay. And he is someone that almost nobody knows anybody, anything about, but he's one of the top, probably three or four smartest guys in the entire NFL. Okay. Um, he's not a coach. He basically does the, um, special projects for the Patriots, which includes collecting information on other teams. And he's a savant. He's been with Belichick since high school. They're high school, they're old high school buddies. Oh, okay. Cute. They, he has a photographic memory. He can literally recall a play and say, Oh, I recognize this play. This was used in the 1972 Super Bowl by blah, 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 blah. And the dude is just amazing. So the Patriot success is not just Belichick and Tom Brady. It is Belichick, Ernie Adams, and Tom Brady. And, you know, no longer Tom Brady, obviously, and no longer the same success. But, you know, you can't, it, it you can't strip, you can't think about the the Patriots and, they, and their success that they had without Ernie Adams. And he goes back with Belichick to the Browns. And they were involved in some shady stuff back then. Like he, it's, you know, one of his, one of their former uh, coaches that was with the Browns made it, or, No, one of their former coaches that was with the Patriots was told the story that back when Belichick and Adams were with the Browns, that they would record other teams' whiteboards on their sidelines, right, and to see what was written on there to try to decipher it all. So,
3: like, like with video cameras, like they would like zoom in with video cameras during the game.
0: (laughs) Not, I think it was before the game when they were, you know, people would be wandering the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, but still, but like,
3: like. Not like practice the week of like during no, no, no. the game we're, they would we're
0: talking game day. Yep. So Some crazy motherfucker. You know man. So yeah, I mean Yeah, it uh I think I think so I think without because what makes the Patriots great is not necessarily just their collection, it's how to use that information. And Ernie Adams was the guy who would say, Okay, we're getting information on Team Signals from our video that we're recording from games we're getting it off off of what we can get off the tv recording we're getting off of bringing other players in from other teams and then asking them about stuff that we already know hey does this signal right here or this audible does it still correspond to this play and you're putting all of this together all these different collection techniques that they use to be able to answer their requirements, the information they want to know about other teams. And you've got a guy with a photographic memory putting all of this together who's an absolute stud and a genius. And, man, it's, it's a huge advantage. It's a huge advantage. And it's something Belichick doesn't have to spend all this time worrying about because he's got a brain behind him doing it. I think that's a big reason why that success cannot be replicated elsewhere.
5: So there you go, Mookie. Matt Patricia, it wasn't all his fault. He just didn't have the guy behind I the didn't guy. didn't have either. the brain. Now, now, before
8: we
3: get to quick hitters, then I do want to interject real quick because I think this is a perfect segue into the last thing I want to ask you, Kevin, because you're right. Bill Belichick doesn't have to worry about this because he has a brain behind him. And I'm going to take a leap as the senior member of this this ticket that we're running on. And, Caesar, I think we need to offer Kevin – Secretary of staff or press secretary role when we run for office. So, Kevin, how do you feel <laughs> being part of our squad running for office here in 2024?
0: Well, as much as there's you guys. There's the tell. <laughs> yeah,
3: there's the tell. Yeah, he's like, well, not real easy.
0: I'm, well, I'm, I'm not opposed to helping you guys out. I'm just thinking, as much as you guys all drink. If you're yes. going to be running for public office, there's going to be a bunch of stories coming out about all of you guys. And you're <laughs> going to need somebody to suppress all of that type of information. There and is. To pay off people, to bribe people, et cetera, et cetera. So I think I would be better used, you know, kind of doing that security function for you. Um, you know, so just...
3: Yeah. See, you're you're already nailing the job. You got the job, and you don't have to interview yeah. anymore because <laughs> you already took what I threw out there. And like, you know what? But how about we do this instead? Yeah. You are exactly <laughs> right. Let's go. We are building this Kevin, cabinet now. Uh, Kevin we'll, we'll, will
2: lock down your Marlago. You're good. Don't worry. Yeah. About it. <laughs> That's right.
3: <laughs>
0: The good news is, though, Kevin, we're also kind of
3: broke. So, like, we can't really do that much damage or go that far (laughs) away from home. So, like, it contains things in a smaller area, too.
0: Hey, The best thing is when you know all the secrets about the big and powerful people, you know, you're gonna have a big salary, so That's you know, I'm, I'm, you I'm, gonna be excited, okay. I'm excited about this. This is great, it's gonna be. Oh, it's
3: good. It, we're it's only looking up from here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Scott, why don't you get the quick hitters queued up for Kevin? Uh, and okay, for everybody I else, so I can bring that up. Yeah, I got you. Kevin Bryan is, is with us tonight, he is the author of the new book uh spies on the sidelines the high stakes world of nfl espionage you can find the book uh it's on amazon it's on barnes and noble go to spies on the sidelines.com uh there is audiobooks available audio uh audible is coming soon right kevin that's, that's, that's correct
0: be- yep that'll be is, it, real- is it you reading it no so it's actually my dad reading it oh Ooh, that's cool. yeah so i just didn't have the time uh that's to be fair. able to put it all together too busy and, uh, doing
5: uh you know illustrious shows like this one so i get right. that.
0: precisely yeah i mean <laughs> I, i'm working a full time job i'm promoting the book i'm now i don't know what 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 are we going what's my official position going to be
3: doesn't matter you don't need an official position you're just Whatever.
7: part of
5: the team like you know what no <laughs> um, El Jefe day special project don't lump me in on mookie and caesar's ticket that's their thing <laughs> I don't want any part of this. I'm probably voting against them. I'm not going to lie. I don't what care who's bug? running.
3: Them. Listen, first of all, I never said we're running for an office that was voted on. Okay? So just slow your <laughs> roll there, first of all. We could take uh, a second, I think special projects, VP of special projects.
5: I like we'll, that. That's we'll good. take
3: a page out of, out of Belichick's book, right? The fixer says uh, <laughs> I the way. Fixer.
5: Yes, the fixer is there. Yeah. So. I, um, did,
3: I did dig Olivia Pope, man. Whew, man, she. Wow. Great.
5: All right, weird, Scott. You got those quick interjections. Yeah, yeah. Right? Thank God, I I, 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 got, I got a quick on I, He was doing <laughs> so well. Most <laughs> Wait of a minute. The no, hold on a minute. Head. Are you telling me that y'all never watched Scandal?
7: I'm aware of who she is. All, All right, right, Kevin. Here's
5: works. We're gonna we're gonna have Scott ask you. Uh, thank you for muting. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Scott ask you some very intense questions. Uh, hence the music that's very scary. Uh, these are gut reactions. Don't think too hard. Don't give us your tell. You need to just uh, answer you right away Answer though. which one yeah. you think is correct. Uh, okay. And then this would determine whether or not we like you and uh, maybe bring you back. It's true.
0: <laughs> it's very high stakes. Man, this is high stakes.
2: Okay, here we go. Plain cake donuts. Yay or nay? Yay.
6: Yes.
2: Okay. That right. flips. Yay or nay?
8: Yay. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Hey, 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 we'll get a little personal. When you Strong button your game. shirt,
2: do you button from the top down or from the bottom up? Bottom up.
5: Congratulations. Oh, Correct answer. No, incorrect. Same that's thing. Weird.
2: When you zip your pants, do you zip then button or button then zip?
0: I'm trying to remember the last time I wore a pair of pants. buttons, <laughs> <Both laughs> and a zipper. And I think if you do... You're probably like way out of
7: fashion.
5: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I butt in the Thank you, Caesar.
7: Thank that's you for right I started that question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, now we get into the real serious ones. Are IPAs just pumpkin spice lattes for white dudes? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's great. great, Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes, it should.
6: Yes, No, no, no. you got to
2: let him do that in this party. Oh, you got to
6: after. after.
2: <laughs> Chicken wings. All drums or all flats? Drums.
3: Ooh.
6: Interesting. All right.
2: Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Oh, heck yeah.
5: Attaboy. Wow. Oh, there wow, you go. an emphatic answer on that I'll one. I'll put
0: anything on a pizza just about. I'll, the more toppings, the better. Right. Coke or Pepsi? Coke, not a huge one either though. Fair
2: enough. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Be careful with this answer.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Damn it, no. Kevin. Oh. Damn
5: it, Kevin. Oh. So well, Kevin. You're doing so well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's see if you can redeem yourself. Topanga or Kelly Koprowski?
0: I don't even know
2: how to answer that question.
5: Good <laughs> Instinct! Go! It's a good question. There's no wrong
3: answer. Yeah, there really isn't right.
2: <laughs> and finally, Jordan or LeBron?
0: Jordan. Correct answer. Good answer. He ended on a walk-off. Not even he close. Went, Not
5: even he, close. He earned it, everybody. Uh, I think it's a consensus. <laughs> I will forget that
3: diehard one quickly, quickly. Though, like that, that's going to yeah.
5: linger for a while. We're going to have that to work is gonna hurt. That, issue. that. That really hurts. Uh, oh, Biscuit man. says he lost me on pineapple pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Robert Taylor. I wish I had seen it. Robert yeah. Taylor was going along with the questions, but I hadn't I, seen them. But he was one. like, uh, "I hate him already. Love him back in my good graces." Totally wrong, <laughs> no. And
7: then, boo. Boo. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I don't know what
7: answers oh, to one. Fair enough, man.
0: These yeah. questions
5: are very divisive. Uh, hey, so, so here's
0: here's my pizza when I when I go get it, right? Because I like going to your pie where you can like pile on whatever you want for the same. Oh, it's like price. a subway,
7: but for pizzas. Oh. Salami,
0: pepperoni, pineapple, uh, cilantro, olives, mm. uh, green Ooh, or black. black, green peppers, black. Um, mm, I'll do pesto and red sauce together. Uh, man, no. I just I'm just slapping stuff on there. I love just it.
5: This place, oh. this, I place
0: this place doesn't charge
5: by the topping. Uh, no, like you that's just the great thing
0: about it, man. So I love amazing. a combo pizza and it's the best spot to go because it, whether you get a cheese pizza or whether you put everything on. And I some, saw some dude walk out with like, toppings <laughs> like this thick on top of the pizza. <laughs> it's the same price. I was like, that dude's a genius.
3: He <laughs> just mean, stocked <laughs> up on groceries for the week. Yeah, he actually
2: hey, just get a couple of meals out of it. Like I'm going right. to yeah. want to eat tomorrow.
0: I just came in for a cheese pizza but hey I got to eat lunch tomorrow if I was homeless that's where I'd go every day I'd be you know I'd be like hey just give me that pizza I want to like that
3: Speaking of homeless Joe Hall take note <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well Kevin thank you very much for coming on and talking about the book this this has been really fun and and enlightening and god I would I, I really want to know more about this stuff. Like, I
5: have a uh, new outlook on every coach in the NFL now. Like, I feel like I'm going to be watching and be like, Ooh, uh, they, they dirty, they, rotten cheater. <laughs> exactly. <well. laughs> all
2: of <the> steroids,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. We confirm that. <laughs> no, this is
2: just like baseball and steroids. They're all on it. They're all doing it. <laughs> so so no. technically thereby it's not really cheating. It's all legal. Cause everybody's doing it. <laughs>
5: Uh Kevin you're welcome to hang out with us for the rest of the show too. We probably got like another 15 minutes or so if you got to do uh totally fine it's up to you man.
0: Now nah, that's that sounds good I'll hang out with you guys.
5: All right. Awesome. Uh, Let's do uh, let's do this real quick, uh, because I did see Joe Hall in the comments. So, Kevin, we have a friend of ours, uh, Joe Hall, who is currently walking across the country uh, for charity. He's raising money for the Dayton Children's Hospital here in Ohio. Uh, He is uh, we've got technically
3: homeless. He's not. Yeah, not technically
5: homeless, but he could use that uh, that pizza advice. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) Joe is in Skylar, Nebraska tonight. Uh, he's boring. camping out. Uh, here's an update on the map. He has made it into Nebraska, crossed through Iowa. Uh, so let's uh, zoom in here a little bit. He's, uh, like I said, Sky- uh, Skyler, Nebraska. He's almost to the halfway point. Kearney, Nebraska is halfway to uh, the end of his walk in San Francisco. Um, Kevin, if you've gotten any contacts at the Niners that we can hook Joe up with, like, Hey, let's get him on the field or something. We should we should talk. We should figure this out. Or just some
3: fresh talks even, honestly. Yeah, even just
5: yeah, something (laughs) (laughs) something like that. Uh, but if you guys uh, that are watching want to donate, uh, again, thecountry.com. you can donate to uh, Run a Mile for Jackson that goes to the Dayton Children's Hospital uh, or go and buy Joe a uh, uh, hotel room for the night. You can donate directly to him. And as always, when we talk about Joe, uh, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, 988 is the number if you or anybody you know needs help. Don't hesitate to reach out. Nine eight eight is the number to call. There's your Joe Hall update for the week. Uh, killing it, man! Into Nebraska. That's insane. I, I gotta be honest. It,
3: he he commented earlier, and he's not calling in. So, like, I just are we sure he's okay with the raccoon situation?
5: <laughs> I Love don't know. Iowa he's yeah he's, i know yeah. it was in
3: iowa but dude there's raccoons everywhere he like went 30 plus and they talk.
5: miles today he walked 30 plus miles today so that's Holy why i was like Yo, don't worry about calling in He didn't get into town until like eight o'clock uh his time wait a minute like, he walked in. 30
3: miles today didn't wasn't gonna call in but then still had time to talk shit about me thanks joe Appreciate. well there's you. always time uh, for
2: that just like there's always room for jello o <laughs> <laughs>
3: I like Jello. Luby's
7: Jello. Luki, did. I can't
5: believe you didn't call me out on not doing the transition before Kevin came on, but we'll go ahead and do it now for you. Let's talk a little more football. Damn. Scott, the Pony Express is back, baby. Did you what? hear about this? You didn't no. hear about. The Pony Express SMU, they're finally coming off of their death penalty from paying players back in the day. Like they're starting to get their program back up and running. There is a collective at SMU that is now offering all of their football players a yearly salary of thirty-six thousand dollars a year. Like they're they're like, you know what? The Pony Express rides again, baby. We're just (laughs) gonna pay them. Let's go. You can't do shit about it, NCAA.
2: I missed that, but that's awesome. <laughs> I want SMU to become a power again because of that. I'm There's so too many
7: sorry. in Texas already. They could stay sucking. I just needed to be Texas, and that's it.
5: <laughs> yeah, well, we're not worried about you.
7: Well, and the Texas, Texas fan, the
5: salary, bro. We're worried about chaos. Kevin, did yeah, you no. hear the uh, the college football news <laughs> that broke today about the uh, college football playoff committee? Uh, there was a call that uh, apparently on the call of the, the committee, they discussed for about five minutes, hey, we should probably think about maybe breaking away from the NCAA for football and just being college football is on its own. It's not under the NCAA. How do you think, uh, Kevin, from, you know, you're starting to research college football. Yeah. Do you see that as a direction that, uh, that we end up in here in the, in the near future?
0: I doubt it but um but it's it's so different now it's it's just crazy. I mean the last few years with the uh the names images and likeness uh deal and then also the one-time transfer rule which is about to become the unlimited transfer rule from yeah. what I hear. Yeah. Um so you know what used to be you recruit a player. Um now you have to let's say you're Arizona State, right? You got a decent program but you're not a great program, okay? So what it means is if you get a top tier player that like he's a freshman, he has a great year. You have to like basically re-recruit that guy every single year because every team's coming after him. That's, you know, that's a powerhouse to try to get this guy. And it is just, it is absolutely insane. Um, it's like the wild West when it comes to the recruiting world and recruiting is one of the the topics I get into in the book um, that is different than the, obviously way different than the NFL book. Um, but I tell you, man, you want to talk about shady stuff that goes on. Um, there is nothing that goes on in the NFL that is shadier than the world of college football recruiting.
3: Lane Kiffin. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> okay, wait, he found his nowhere.
5: partner at a frat party. That's the greatest story I've ever
3: heard. I was going to, I was going to try to bring that in there.
5: You mentioned Arizona state, Herm Edwards, dirty, rotten cheater or no? Oh, yeah. They all are in college.
0: Well, I mean, we've already established that everybody is, right?
5: Yeah. we've.
3: I think, yeah. Scott 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 threw it out there. Kevin seconded (laughs) it. The motion passed, man. Yeah. I mean – yeah, and and actually, it's funny you say that. Like, didn't he actually get in trouble for violating yes. practice guidelines? a <laughs> yes, yeah. so it's he's like a dirty, rotten cheater. <laughs> even by the NCAA's standard, he's a dirty rotten cheater.
5: Well, Kevin, you talked about like going to unlimited transfers and like this this world that we're going to. It it almost seems like that's more of a reason for them to break away from the NCAA because then the college football committee, uh, the college football playoff committee, can then decide their own rules and what's acceptable and what's not, rather than relying on the NCAA and their. Red tape and bullshit to to come up with this stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a possibility, but I would say, you know, as much as the NS, as many changes as the NCAA has made, why do you want to break away now? I think, I think teams, the big powerhouse teams that this, that Mm -hmm. all of this favors, okay? And that's, that's who it favors. Mm -hmm. Man, you've got everything you've always wanted. Like, Everything that the boosters used to do that was illegal, such as SMU, which I talk about, which I've got in the, you know, that's coming up in the new book. Okay. Talk about that whole scandal and whatnot. Everything that they got busted for, you can now legally do. So why do you even want to break away? You've got everything set up for you. It's, it's perfect. It's great. You've got all this money that you can just throw at players. Um, and you've got all the TV deals already built in. Um, it's a cash cow. I, I would be I would be surprised if they pull away, be, just because. What do you What are you hoping to gain from it now that you don't already have?
3: Wait, Kevin, are you basically saying, where are you going to go?
5: Oh, Mookie,
0: you son <laughs> of a bitch! You son of a. Bitch.
5: <laughs> <laughs> At least once a show. On the day that Joey Votto goes out for the year, you go and pull that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, I can't
2: help
3: it, man. It's the reality of the situation. That's what he said. Where are you going to go?
0: I feel like you want me to do, to uh, weigh in on a lover's quarrel uh, topic there. So I'm, I'm, oh,
3: always, always. I'll just leave that alone. Uh, to maybe make Mike feel a little bit better, I do feel like we have to give a rap air horn to Scott the chat here. I don't know if you saw the Dennis Green comment, but – uh Scott chimes in as we were talking the last one goes, Tennis Green knew they were all dirty, rotten cheaters and he still let him off the hook <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, and then Matt Bar taking strays at Joey Votto, saying Joey Votto retiring with one career RBI. He meant in the postseason, not uh, not Joey Votto. Is way
3: more than uh, he did at RBI. least correct yeah.
5: himself, but still, that it's fucking terrible. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, all right, Even so better. Scott, you're the the college football hater. Like, how do you take that news of the of college football? At least starting the discussion. It's still a long ways out. It was a five minute discussion on a call, but this is the first reported instance of the college football playoff committee being like, eh, maybe we should look into this.
2: I believe the genesis of our friendship goes back to, I just want chaos when it comes to college football. <laughs> Having no dog in the fight, I want whatever upsets the apple cart the most. And this is going to rustle the jimmies of so many traditionalists that I'm all the way here for it. Bring me
5: all of it. <laughs>
3: Uh, Caesar, Caesar with the, the youth, The opinion. hand raised. Thank yeah. you
5: for, for uh, <laughs> the, the floor. that for for he oh, yeah, yields his time to Caesar. <laughs> Caesar, so, are you still in high school? No, <laughs> I'm not. Hey, he's a but college graduate. graduate. <laughs> <With> respect <laughs> on his name.
3: grad, he can get a DUI is, now. You know, the
7: thing is that there's a lot of voices going on. And remember, I'm a lowly level intern here. And then there's a guest. So, <laughs> okay, so okay, I gotta make sure that I don't want to just. Get involved in a random conversation, but so what? I mean, I'm I'm assuming y'all heard. I know Mookie did about the European Super League, where they got all the best teams around Europe, and they should make their own league. That's what college football's going to become. College football's going to be like. Like if you think of the great state of Texas and all the great programs that's in this, so you're just gonna get like great UT, A&M. Texas. They could, nah, A&M could go to the fucking like, <laughs> like the champions. They could go like
5: in, like. The hey Caesar, what's Texas ranked in the AP rank? We're
7: not, we're not, we're not. Okay, just checking. No, just... no, 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 it's the AP poll. So I mean, we're good. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. But hey, it doesn't hey, matter, hey, Mike. Mike, we're around Notre Dame by the end of the season. We'll be fine.
2: Texas, Texas State championship.
3: they Wait, can get to ring themselves this year. Are they winning all the big games? Are you claiming that the AP doesn't matter because it's just a bunch of writers? Like, that's really rude to our guest, Kevin, that you would say that. To no,
5: yeah, no that that's not what I said. That's, that's I would rude. have said I, that if I meant I'm offended that. on his behalf. Hang on. I no. think we need to stop Caesar. You we need literally have you a wise guy Kevin, And all writers right now. Apologize to Kevin.
7: I'm a writer. <laughs> nothing totally.
5: Apologize to Kevin and yourself right now.
7: <laughs> I'm sorry, myself, and I'm sorry, Kevin, for doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I applied absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Double champ does what he wants. Ah!
6: <laughs>
7: anyways, so what's going to end up happening is you're going to have UT versus USC, USC versus Ohio State, Ohio State versus Florida State, where it's going to be a probably 30-team conference and they have their own little or 30-team league. It's just going to be the European yeah. Super League of College Football. That's well, that's happen. what
5: we're going to now under the NCAA. The question is, do they stay under the NCAA? Or oh, do they no, no, that's what I'm saying. They'll go, go to the college. We're already playoffs. getting to a 30 team Super League or two Super Leagues between the FFB and the Big Ten. <laughs> no, we no, got hey, Kevin. Hi.
2: We broke Kevin as, as, <laughs> as Ed asked the question, is Mookie wearing a red tracks? wearing a
7: Munich jersey. It's too good. He's bad. He's
5: Hang on. Why does Ed's uh, picture on YouTube look like he's like about to go on a rant on Facebook about the government? Social. Like, what
3: is yeah. happening here? While while in his truck,
5: right? <laughs> uh, that brown boy on CBS. No, it, it, it's
3: a it's a Bayern Munich jersey. Uh, wearing it for a little shout out to my boy Lewandowski for making his premiere with Barca. Um, which oh. went super well, but best Polish soccer player of all time getting paid—that's always a good time in my book. Are you Polish? One hundred percent, baby. Oh shit! You, you know what they call me? Let's talk you know what they call me though? They call me Derby Ready because I'm thoroughbred, motherfucker. Oh, I don't know what thoroughbred means. One hundred percent, I'm pure. Oh, no. That's hard. I'm just that's Polish. That's, that's
7: hard. That's hard. Speaking of
2: dirty, rotten cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> the son of Fernando Tatis, the one with Junior on his name, uh, he cheated. He got busted. But eighty uh, you know. games oh. suspension
5: for Tatis for, for,
2: for ringworm medication, folks. Wait, ringworm actually, medication. so
3: serious question here, real quick. Uh, eighty games is that because it's his second? I thought it oh, was sixty, oh, a 100- hundred.
5: No, they, they upped it after the first Wait, couple this years. Is the second 80, one, they only had one. No, no, this is, is his first. Growing. I guess this is the first. Yeah. Eighty is for the first infraction. <laughs> they they Jesus. changed it after the first couple of years. That tells you just how
3: much baseball doesn't matter because they have to suspend someone eighty fucking games just for it to have an impact.
5: Kevin, does baseball matter? Not
0: at all. Damn it! Doesn't matter much it used to. It? Now, <clears throat> I grew up playing soccer, Mookie. I played NCAA. Oh, fuck yeah! Yeah. I actually used to live not too far from uh, München, as they say in German. And dude, uh, I actually I used to go to Bayern Munich games. so, Yeah, that's dude, that's
3: awesome. Yeah, how, good like times. so, so like when were you over? Like how? Like were you adult kid? Like uh,
0: adult? Yeah, yeah. That's, I was over dude, there. I was over there twice. I've lived in Germany for seven years total. So. Right, is well, their beer guys better? exchange numbers after the show. Oh Jeez. yeah, there's there's no doubt. <laughs> right. do they, well, hang on, do
5: they do like dunkles in the stadium for uh, Bayern Munich games like is it big leaders at dunkles?
0: So, first of all, they do any type of beer, it no, whatsoever. I mean, it yeah, it's 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 insane. It's
5: it's crazy. Bring out Das Boot. I I was going to say just picture Hofbräuhaus but with soccer going on. It's, uh, it's
0: it's wild. The first time I ever went to a uh, a game, so uh, there's like a sidewalk through a big grass park that leads out um, to the to the you know the parking area and where everyone exits, and everyone just literally stands on the edge of this sidewalk and pees um, <laughs> after the game. And so you're walking to you're walking to the car,
8: just right down
0: a path of people of of men peeing on the side of this thing. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah we're not in kansas anymore toto that's you
5: know. <laughs> no sir that
2: sir. sounds
0: worse than the trough at
5: notre dame stadium that sounds oh, terrible Just yeah. the sidewalk oh my god can you imagine uh, if you
3: tripped and fell in that grass
5: slip and slide <laughs> oh, man. uh scott how did you feel when Tatis got suspended? Because we, I feel, I felt robbed. Like this was yeah, the, is the Padres made the trade to get Soto, <laughs> and then all of a sudden we've got Tatis on the uh, it, it, suspended list into next year too. It's like forty games next year.
2: Yeah, I mean, I won't lie. In the short term, for the Braves prospects coming in the playoffs and probably having to face the Padres, it's probably good. But for as a baseball fan and the big picture, like this dude was poised to be the face of baseball. I mean, you know, he's on the cover of MLB, you know, bat flips, making baseball fun again. And then he does this. And I don't care if it was accidental or whatever technical reason, like you got to be smarter. And the whole reason that he's even like not playing baseball was because of his own stupidity anyway. So it's just a little irritating that a guy like this would be so reckless with his career.
5: If we've learned anything from Kevin tonight, it's that you have to cheat smartly. And he does cheat smartly. (laughs) He cheated. Like a dummy, judges. so he deserves he
2: it. He cheated like the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Fernando
2: Tatis the browns. full
5: Browns, and that's why you don't go full Browns. I have a take on Kevin, baseball Biscuit, uh, oh, Biscuit's no. not happy with you. He said he was going to buy your book, but after the pizza comment <laughs> and then the baseball <laughs> comment, I'm just going to get it from the library. Baseball is life. I will oh, say baseball
0: man. is life, but I'm still going to uh, get the book. <laughs> and i got to say something to redeem myself. <laughs>
2: Why I mean, baseball? Hey, hey, just go with the classic. Cowboys and Raiders suck. You'll get back. Bro, in the what the night. fuck is up with the stage
7: <laughs> What the fuck?
5: Caesar's been waiting to chime in here and then uh, Scott just slams. Yeah, like I was that. like, God. I was like, why doesn't
7: baseball just allow people to cheat? I don't start watching the fucking sport. I mean, no, right. Dude, stop, stop. The why 90s just were have great everyone do reason. steroids? Man, it's, not just, like they, <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah,
6: let's Put just the let
2: everyone the do Let's just let everybody drive drunk. Hey, you know what? Look uh, at At least that way we'd know they'd all have a college education. Oh, my
5: oh god all right let's let's wrap this up this is absurd uh let's talk about these beers we're drinking tonight uh scott what was in your mug would you bang it
2: i was drinking mad trees pumpkin it's pumpkin season because you know it's august so why not pumpkin season (laughs) never ends just like stout season so this 7.9 heavy pumpkin hitter i'm banging it all night long like the long lost friend that i found in the rolodex
5: Okay, weird. That turned. That took a very weird turn at the end there. Mookie, what's in your mug? Yeah, because now I'm like rethinking my
3: take because I was going to say I'm loving this Mick Ultra. You know, this is my bottom bitch. I'm always coming back to it. Like when I need something, like that's my go-to because uh, when Scott started, I was like, oh, shit, what did I even drink tonight? The blood orange coal sh- <laughs> It wasn't bad. It wasn't the worst blood orange beer I've had, but it wasn't really memorable. So again, like I said at the start of the show, it's that wingman situation where, yeah, we'd go out, we'd share a pizza, have a nice time i pizza with all the toppings, obviously. Uh, but, you know, nothing special, nothing to write home about. Now
2: that's that's a good date. That's a, that's a solid date strategy. A solid like, date. Hey, baby, we're going to this pizza joint, and I'm going to get you three <laughs> or four meals tonight. How about that?
5: How about that? <laughs> no limit on the toppings, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> They're all on me. <laughs> I got she goes
3: to take her pizza to, like, the cooking station or whatever. You look over, like,
5: whoa, whoa, whoa. You only got, like, a baby girl. Hold
3: it's on, a second. Like a, Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You missed, Let's go back you missed around. the whole picture in I mean, right? Did there. you see? Did you hear? They're all free. And if you, you don't wanted, included? Put it on
2: there for me. I'll eat it later. <laughs> right.
3: Mookie and don't get no up. ice in that soda either. You just go get straight soda because we ain't Mookie Mookie get ripped
5: off that. And just putting pepperoni on his pizza, and then having like uh, plastic bags to put everything else in, and like <laughs> zip locking all the bags. <laughs> you said the he toppings were to all like out, out
3: of the cargo pants.
5: <laughs> don't start making rules now, this Late in the game. Caesar, what were you drinking tonight that you didn't? I was like? drinking soy on dog. <laughs>
7: not it dog. A, Still
5: not dog. Still dog. not dog. So yeah, dog. Soy dog.
7: dog. It was alright. It kind of sucked.
3: I was it out. wasn't <laughs> a dog. The dog wasn't. It? it
7: wasn't dog. It, <laughs> it was wasn't a dog. dog whatsoever. Not and no, all. I'm not having a rolling blackout biscuit. I'm just outside because I don't want to curse in front of my parents. Oh, <laughs> how nice. See, that's the thing about it. Caesar's such a As a nice college graduate, guy. do
2: they still think you don't cuss? Is that
7: a no, they do. Like... I just don't like doing it out loud and talking like, oh, I'm going to fuck my beer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's, see, that's great because even at my age, my parents, it's just like if he's not getting blackout drunk in front of us, we're going to call it a win.
7: Yeah,
5: exactly. I don't want
7: and no to.
3: And you're like, that. I don't want to cuss.
5: I was drinking yeah. Amber's Lager from Irwin Brewing, uh, Woodbang, Delicious Beer. Uh, wow, that was... That was Wait, something Kevin,
3: what about your beer? How, what, did you enjoy the the water as the <laughs> uh, designated driver?
0: Yeah, as the designated driver of this show and the gatherer of- The security. Uh, as, indeed, yeah, the security you know. element. That's right. El um, Hefe Day
3: special projects.
0: I'll make sure to uh, ensure that this recording never goes out and- uh...
5: <laughs> The good news, even if it
3: does, no one will notice.
0: That's,
5: that's Kevin, right. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite beer
0: type? Are you a beer drinker? No, honestly, I'm not. Um, No. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm still busy with athletics. um, And I try to I try to stay in good shape and do a lot of stuff. I still run a lot. I still play a lot of soccer. I still um, play a lot of tennis and all that kind of stuff. And um, I'm man, I've been pounding water and pretty much solely water ever since I was a kid. So now that I've lost your entire show. And everybody's gonna get my book from the
3: library. Oh, you're good, man. Walk on,
0: good, great. What's well, so, up, so, Kevin? That question. Kevin, give us setup. You guys are give us
3: something. Give us some. What's your besides pizzas that are stacked three inches high with free toppings? What's your thing? What's your go-to? Like, I had a good day, or like, you know, it's the weekend. And we're gonna get crazy yep. and blank. It,
0: my ties i like i like hanging out with. That's you. A good my tie. there you go There's perfect yeah <laughs> perfect hanging with peyton yep. uh, i was gonna Robert i D. was
2: Z. gonna go with exposing yeah. more nfl head coaches he's like yeah. i'd like to get back and expose more head coaches for being the frauds that they are <laughs> dirty rotten
5: cheaters the dirty whole rotten. lot of them <laughs> except, for yeah, right. except for bill walsh yeah except for bill walsh the saint bill walsh
3: and the al davis
6: yeah,
3: BB <laughs> Al Davis. Yes. I think
2: uh, I think the original Al Davis is probably a stand-up guy, but the one we
5: know not so much. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, tell the people one more time where they can get your book uh, and and how they can listen to the audiobook.
6: Yeah.
0: So, um, spies on the sidelines is the name of the book. You can find it on my web- website right up there, spiesonthesidelines.com. dot um, It's out on hard uh, hardcover, audio book, and ebook. And yes, right there.. On, Caesar. While it is out on Amazon, you can find it uh, cheaper um, on my website through the publisher. And there's a 30% off discount code you can use there. I will say the audiobook is half the price of the normal book. So if you're looking to save money, um, that's the way to go. And if you follow me on my Twitter or Instagram account, which can be found on my website, uh, you can. Um, I'm gonna give away some audiobooks in August and September, both. And just by following me, you enter yourself t- to uh, get a chance to be able to win those puppies. Awesome. Can just, you
5: give us an impression of your dad reading the book? Like, I just <laughs> want to hear the voice that I'll be hearing in this audiobook. <laughs>
3: You can oh, see he's man. like thinking. He's like, hey,
0: I'm gosh. trying to make this interesting with, without insulting my dad at the same time. You're <laughs> <laughs> gonna watch. It's Just good. Just, hey, come on, you right. got it. So my dad's got a voice that's like, you know, one octave above mine, and I've got a pretty high, squeaky voice. So <laughs> no, it's he's actually got a pretty good uh, radio voice, and he's pretty animated. So he gets all excited about it. He's like, you know, if he's reading the title, it's like, spy on the sideline.
6: <laughs> I yes. of NFL <laughs> you know
0: and I'm like? I'm like, dad, where'd that come from? <laughs> Who are you? Like, well, this is this is that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I've got what he's got, but it's yeah. he puts he puts some passion into it. He likes it.
5: That <laughs> is fantastic. Right on, Thanks so much for hanging out. <laughs> with thank us you, tonight. Kevin. I this has really been amazing, it, man. Thanks, appreciate guys. It. It's been a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and thank you guys all for tuning in tonight. We re- we appreciate it. Go check out kevin's book spies on the sidelines uh spies on the sidelines.com to uh, get the book uh that's the wrong screen producer joe there we go thank you uh go ahead and follow the show at craft esports kevin where's what's your twitter handle where can people find you
0: twitter i'm at at kev, K-E-V bryant author at kev bryant author
5: all right there you go go hit up kevin uh, at kev underscore bryant author hit us up at craft esports uh, Twitter and Instagram go join the, fa- uh, the Facebook group for Crapper Sports it's a good time there's a lot of shit talking there go hit us up there be sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel uh, there's always plans for content coming it'll be there eventually I promise uh, and then wherever you get your podcast subscriber interview it helps us more than you know also shout out belly Up sports BellyUp sports.com tons of amazing podcasts and content uh, on the belly Up sports podcast network subscriber with you to all of those amazing shows as well we will see you all next week. Cheers, everybody. Matt still sucks. <laughs>
3: Corner boots season eight premiered and now um later. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it,
5: Mookie. You nailed it. That's what happens. <laughs>